one foot in front of the other, start executing. That is the best thing that anyone can ever do is literally just what is the next best step? Hello, welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and this is your destination for all things growth. Hello, welcome back to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I hope that you're doing amazing and that your start to the week has been full of ease and that you're excited about what you are putting one foot in front of the other for. Speaking of putting one foot in front of the other, this week's episode is about the four-year anniversary of Active Ingredient, which has been truly a culmination of putting one foot in front of the other. A little backstory on Active Ingredient and just the way that it has evolved and the intention of starting this podcast to begin with is that I, for a really long time, I mean, I think as soon as I, honestly, towards the end of college, as soon as I started to really see that like a career life was like about to come my way, I immediately felt lost and didn't really know what it was that I wanted to pursue. I feel like I kind of fell into the career that I landed in. And now in hindsight, I know that that wasn't really falling into it was really guided, but at the time felt extremely lost and just feeling like I did not know what my thing was, what my purpose was, what that thing that like lit me up that I can do for the rest of my life is. And I think that some people on earth have known what that thing is. It's been a calling that they've been able to hear from a really young age. And those people fascinate me. I find it to be really, really interesting. I think that for the majority of us, it is a constant paying attention to, learning, letting go of what doesn't work, stepping into what is working, what feels more in alignment, what really is lighting your soul on fire. And that's been my journey within my career and the projects that I take on and the evolution of everything that I'm up to right now in the world. Really though, for me, my path has been just really not knowing and being frustrated in that and seeing people around me. I'm a very like, I I can feel people's energy really deeply. And because of the fields that I'm in and working with so many incredible performers and incredible high achievers and people that really, really have identified what that thing is for them and been able to go at it full force, I felt this level of jealousy, frustration, bitterness that I could not figure that out for myself. And at the same time, this was five years ago, I was in this kind of like world and seeing it from the outside in kind of, because I was always behind the scenes. I was always observing. At the same time, I also was just, I think as I've always been really following my curiosity, which led me into listening to podcasts. So I was surrounded by this energy and that frustration and bitterness was like definitely inside of me. And at the same time, there was something in me that was just like urging me to learn more. I was so 
curious about these people. How the hell did they figure it out? You know, like some people say that they come out the womb knowing that they want to be a doctor or that they want to be a lawyer or that they want to do whatever the hell that they're doing. I thought that there was something wrong with me that I could not figure that out for myself. So I leaned on asking, which I think, I mean, not I think, I know in hindsight, my whole life, I have always questioned everything. I've questioned everything. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. It could be extremely exhausting to be someone who challenges freaking everything. But at the same time, it is what makes me who I am. It's what makes me extremely discerning about the things that I commit to because I have asked every question that has to go into that thing and really turned every stone on it in order for me to feel like it's a full body yes. I mean, sometimes it happens faster. Sometimes it's like a lot of questions, a lot of getting comfortable, a lot of kind of like sitting with something. But really, if I look in hindsight, I think that my whole life, I really challenged a lot of things. I challenged systems. I challenged authority. I challenged the schools. Like I just challenged like so many things. And I asked and I I just got really curious. And I think that that deep-rooted, deep-seated curiosity led me to a platform that I think is probably the one that you can dissect the most, in my opinion, which is podcasting. And at the time that I discovered podcasting, this was probably like seven years, seven or eight years ago. Yeah, maybe like seven years ago, because I was definitely listening to podcasts when I was in several previous jobs. I just remember feeling so... I finally felt like I was getting like answers. You know what I mean? Like I was starting to see like the human side of these people that I put on these pedestals that like really figured it out and started to understand that a lot of these people actually didn't figure it out and or that they just didn't know at the beginning and that it took trial and error. And so I really dove into podcasts. I, at the time, there were not that many. I mean, now there's a million of them, which in my opinion, I think is great because I think that if you resonate with a type of question, like a type of host or a type of way of questioning, that that's the doorway for you to understand things a little bit better. Like, honestly, I think that is incredible. So I never think that any space is too saturated. But really, at the time that I dove into podcasting, there really were not that many. I mean, at the time, my favorite go-to nonstop listens were Oprah, obviously, Super Soul Sunday, How I Built This with Guy Raz, Skinny Confidential, Girl Boss, which was Sophia Amoruso's podcast. I mean, at the time when I was listening to it, it was like the holy grail of female founder stories. No one else is really sharing stories of that level. Actually, I will say Second Life. Hillary Kerr was doing podcasting a million years ago and work party. So there were like few, you know, different podcasts that I would just like lean on. And it was really starting to spark my, my curiosity. And it just kind of like, it's kind of like you start like feeding that question and then you start getting a little bit more curious. And then the question gets a little bit more evolved. You're coming from a place that you understand a little bit more. So you ask even deeper. And so the more that I was listening, the more that I would catch myself like while listening either anticipating what the host was going to be asking or being frustrated that the host didn't ask something that I wanted to know. So within that process, I really just started to ask myself if this was something that I wanted to try out myself. And there were not many of my colleagues or people within my actual like close circle that were doing podcasts. I actually don't remember anyone 
within my sphere that was doing one, but I just felt the call and I felt like I genuinely just wanted to ask these questions that either were unresolved from people that I knew that were asking similar type questions. And I also just, I am a learner who learns by asking. I learn by doing and by asking and observing. And I just knew in my soul that I needed to try it out. And I remember so clearly the day that I mustered the courage to tell my boyfriend, partner, whatever you want to call him. When I told him that I had this idea, I was so nervous to see his reaction because up until that point, I had always been behind the scenes. Like my whole career, my whole life, I had been kind of like behind the scenes, not really like front and center in anything. And I told him, I at, at the time I had a different name and I was like, I have this idea. And I remember we were walking to Lighthouse in Williamsburg for my friend Ian's 30th birthday. I think it was his 30th. Yeah. For his 30th birthday. And we were just walking and I was like, I'm going to tell you something. And I just like need to like get it out. And like, you need to tell me if it's insane or like whatever. And I told him the whole idea. First, honestly, he was like, what? (laughs) And then he was like, you have to do like, we have to try this. Like, I mean, if you feel really like passionate about it, I fully support it. And he's so freaking cute. The next day or like a few days after we had a receipt and he was like, okay, tell me everything that you're thinking. Like, what are the things that go into podcasting? Like, how can we actually like execute on this? And we had this receipt and I was speaking and he was just like writing down different things. Like, okay, we need a logo and we need a cover art and we need to figure out editing. Like we need to figure out where the hell, where do you even upload podcasts? Like, how does this whole thing work? And he wrote it all down on this receipt and he kept it. And a few years ago, he gifted me that I could cry, like literally thinking about it, but he gifted me that receipt that he kept, that he framed. I'm saying the story because like we're four years into the podcast now. I really don't even think we've scratched the surface on where this thing can potentially or hopefully just make an impact. It really came from that honest ass place. I think that there's a lot of things within the story. It's surrounding yourself with people who believe in your magic, in your power, that can see it. And that don't think you're insane for speaking that into existence and having the courage to put it out there. I was so incredibly nervous. Like, I cannot even tell you how nervous I was to put that first episode out in the world on June 5th, five years ago. I can't remember exactly. Is that 2019? But anyway, so that whole process really like, pushed me out of my comfort zone by a country mile. I mean, I just remember the first episode releasing and just like kind of wanting to cover my eyes and cover my ears and just like not see what the response would be. Like, I just did not want to see it. I kind of just like did it. And then like, I ran away, (laughs) you know, but it really is like the more that you do something, the more confident you get, the more it becomes like just second nature, your second skin. And it really has to date been the thing that I do that fulfills me in unimaginable ways. It has connected me to people that I know in my soul are supposed to be in my life. It has expanded my capacity. It has expanded my brain, my compassion, I think. And 
it really all started from having kind of just that little inkling that then I spoke into existence with someone I trusted who then reinforced it in me and said, do it. And then literally one foot in front of the other, start executing. That is the best thing that anyone can ever do is literally just what is the next best step? At a certain point, the next best step was literally for me to just say it out loud and say it to my boyfriend. I remember also another conversation that I had with my little cousin. I remember saying it to her and that also kind of just like giving me that extra level of accountability and push. Like the more that I started saying it to more people, the more I felt like, okay, we really got to do this. We're saying this to people. They want this. They feel like it. it's needed out there in the world. And so we got to deliver. And so, yeah, that was kind of the whole beginning phase of it. And, you know, in the beginning, I don't know. I mean, maybe some of you guys have been here for a long time from the beginning. The artwork has completely changed and evolved. Like, I mean, literally the beginning artwork was highlighter yellow and it's evolved to now having my face on the cover art. And that also is in and of itself a massive evolution of me and when I started, there was just no way in hell that I wanted to put my face on it. I was so already nervous of the fact that I would be putting my voice into the world. The thought of even putting my face on something was just so, I swear, not even remotely close to a possibility for me. Slowly, slowly, as I continued to build that confidence and the trust in myself and just loving myself more and more, the more I felt like, why not? Like, I feel like the people that are connecting here are connecting with me and the way that I ask questions and the way that the guests are showing up on this thing. Like it is a human interaction and it is a human behind this. That in and of itself is an evolution. I think the way that the show has also kind of transformed from being more business oriented to now a little bit more on the inner journey is a direct translation of me just having more of an understanding of what it actually takes to really make impact in the world. It starts with an inside job. And so there's nothing more potent to me right now at this moment in time than sharing the tools that allow for us to connect with that inner self, that inner knowing, that inner guide, and allowing that to be the thing that leads. And then the impact is kind of like a byproduct of that. So the show has evolved from it being kind of like the external first and then the internal to now it really being inner world first and then externals kind of byproduct. So I am incredibly proud of having kept this thing going for so long. I have not been consistent for four years. Sometimes I wish that I had been, honestly. I just honestly have not been consistent the whole time. There's been like months where I didn't put out an episode that's just the honest truth of it. Do I wish that I had that consistency every single week over week? A thousand percent. But you know what? I'm also not going to berate myself for that not being the truth of this show so far because every single episode that I have put out to date feels so incredibly in alignment. I have recorded episodes that just didn't feel in alignment. And I actually even knew it before recording that I was doing it literally as a people pleaser for someone that I used to work for in another agency or for someone else that wanted me to do it for their client and doing that interview just didn't feel in alignment. And I opted to not have a new episode that week instead of putting out an episode that I didn't feel really served the audience. So 
it's all a learning. And I do think that overall I am getting more consistent, but like I haven't been perfect at this. I have messed up a million times. I have recorded things and they have completely deleted. That literally happened to me a month ago. Okay. So four years in, it's still like shit happens. It's a constant learning. It is humbling. It is one of the things I've done, I think, that have helped me learn the most about myself. Like when I get nervous, when when I have like the capacity in me to do solos, when I don't really listening to that like inner guide again to be able to navigate me through a conversation on what is the next best question, trusting myself that like I will show up as I always do. And it's just been a true honor, a true joy hearing stories from you guys of how the show has impacted you or that you feel like you're just talking to a friend or that you feel like you're listening to stuff that you know to be true, but you couldn't find the words. Like that is literally the point of why this exists. And we're all on this thing together. And something that I really want to be clear, and I think I've always kind of had this view on it, is that like, I don't know more than other people. And no person, no podcaster or no no platform that you're listening to is like the end-all be-all. You can be attracted to or kind of like pulled towards a type of content person. But ultimately, I think that when we're attracted to those people, it's because it's actually reflecting back to you something in you. And that person is just a better reflector in you of the things that are true about you. It has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with you. So when you feel called to me or to someone else, there is something in me or whoever it is that person is that is reminding you of you. And from the beginning and will always be, my goal is not for you to follow and listen to anything that I say. My goal is for you to be able to listen to yourself. It is not my voice. It is your voice that is the ultimate. Yours. Yours and yours alone, not mine. And I always want that to be the case. I never want it to be anything other than that. It is not about anything other than being able to access that voice, listen to it and act from that place. That's literally the point of this whole thing. So with all that backstory, I wanted to give four learnings that I feel have just like, they're the four learnings that are the learnings from podcasting, but really are analogous to life. And I'm so grateful for the show for really kind of having these learnings be embedded into my system so much so that I just don't even think about these learnings anymore. They're like literally a part of my operating system. So the first thing, which you guys heard me say this at this point, 5 million times, but truly it's probably the number one learning from doing Active Ingredient for four years is that everything is energy and energy is everything. I'm going to say it again. Everything, every single thing on this planet and beyond is energy. And energy is everything. And that applies to the intention behind doing an episode. It applies to how I show up for recording that episode. It applies to the energy of the relationship that I have with the guest coming on to that episode. I I, I really just can't even stress enough to you that the episodes that perform best in terms of download numbers 
are when there is this energetic chemistry between me and the guest and it's energy. Like it really is. It's just energy. And a big learning that I've had from doing the show is that me having actual time with the guest before, whether or not it's like me reading their work or spending time in their spaces or spending time with them or consuming their work and really getting acquainted to the essence of who they are energetically and what just how they move in this world, that knowing and kind of like seeing them operate allows for me to do an interview in such a more impactful way versus being sent notes beforehand and just kind of like high level understanding what this person does and being asked from that place. I've done both types of episodes, you know, like I've done ones that just, I have like a one sheet on who the person is, what they do. And that was a learning like that does not, it just doesn't do it. I did not put that episode out in the world because I just wasn't, I need to feel the human and then see the human and then ask human to human. So that is to me like the embodiment of really putting the energy as the forefront. And I, every single time that I do an episode, whether or not I say this to the guest or I just say this to myself, I always set an intention before doing the episode. I always think of who's listening. And I think of myself 10 years ago and I'm just like, please, God, universe, like let whatever it is that needs to be shared on this show come through, allow me and the guests vehicles to be just vehicles of remembrance so that the listener can come home to themselves. That is my prayer. And that is my, that is my true reason for being. And again, it all comes back to the energy that is put into doing something like active ingredient. So first learning, everything is energy. Second learning, Every single one of us forgets and every single one of us has the capacity to remember. And the arc of every episode is really asking the guests what they were like as a kid. There is a period of time where we forget. It's kind of like the big forget is like in your teens and early 20s. And then it's a coming home to remembrance. That's honestly a constant practice, but like really in every single one of these stories, like it really is like that. And I think that we can all see ourselves in different stories, like depending on what the topic is or depending on who the person is. But like really the through line is that we all forget. There tends to be this trend of us forgetting in a deeper way during a period of our lives. And when we're a little bit older, starting to really peel back the layers and come back and kind of shed that conditioning and programming. But We all at certain points in life, whether or not it's during like the big forget in your teens and early 20s or like later on on in life, like there are eras where we can forget who the hell we are. It doesn't mean that we're lost. It doesn't mean that we're gone. It doesn't mean that we're disconnected. It just means that we forget. We all have the capacity to remember who the hell we are. We are not these bodies. We are not these vehicles. These are amazing, incredible gifts that we have in order to express what we really are. But what we are is bigger than anything that any of us can ever even conceive of. And there are moments when you're just feeling so in flow and high in life and just so aligned and good and just in connection with what that is. And there are times when we forget. 
And again, in doing this podcast and really like getting to understand people's stories and the eras in which they really had to kind of hit rock bottom to then come back, all that is, is forgetting and the comeback or the choosing to step into whatever that next best thing is to get you out of that is called remembering. A huge learning for me is that we all forget and we all have the capacity to remember. And now a big thing for this show, which is, I mean, another one of my big whys is showcasing tools that can be in our toolbox for whenever it is that we forget how we can help ourselves remember. And there are really so many tools. And I really do try to talk about all the ones that I find to be the most potent, the most easy to access, meaning like they're all free to us. And I mean, I do talk about other ones that are not free for sure. But I do think that the whole point is knowing what the tools are that really work for you and that serve you. And then in the moments of forgetting being able to observe that and not judge it. And then utilizing all the beautiful tools available to us to just get us to remember who the hell we are and then act from that place. Third learning is that chills, like getting full body chills. I get them all the time on the podcast. I I really think it's because of the people that I interview, but I do think and not think, I know this is like truly one of my biggest learnings is that chills, when you have full body chills, it means that truth like truth with a capital T is present and your body is like intaking it. It's like so alarm, not alarming because I feel like truth is like literally what we are, but it's just like so potent that I feel like it like shocks the system. And to me, every time that I podcast and I feel the chills, I don't even like look out for it. It's just like, it just happens. I am like, wow, okay, fabulous. Like at least there's like a moment in this episode where I know that truth is being shared because every time I do an episode for the most part, there is full body chills. And this can be applied to podcasting, but it can be applied to anything. Like when you're with a friend or when you're with your partner or when you're with your family, like moments where you feel a physiological response that feels good, that is truth. That is your body telling you, yes, that is a full body. I just got chills right now, aka this is truth. It's just such a great sign and signal. And so I keep an eye out for it. I don't look for it. I just like, I'm I'm observant of it when it happens. And it's a big learning. Chills is truth is present. Last and certainly not least, big learning from doing the podcast for four years is that every answer is found in the silence. And we, a lot of times fear the silence. I think that The truth sometimes means that we need to take action on things that we don't want to, or that we want to avoid, or that we feel like it's going to rock our world and disrupt us and dysregulate us and all these things. And the truth is, is that one way or another, it's going to boil up. But the more comfortable we can get with ourselves in silence, and I know that now it's really hard with all the distractions that we have, but really the best ideas, the best insights, the best truth all comes through silence. And this has been a learning in the podcast when I have this, like when I'm in it and I am actually very present in that conversation and a guest is giving an answer. If I hold for just like a second of silence right after they've finished their answer and I hold it for a second and give a little bit of space, the guest will typically go even deeper 
that's where the magic is. Letting that little awkward, uncomfortable silence just like sit there and linger is where the guest will dig deeper and they'll give me just another layer of access truth. So that is, again, analogous to life. When we give ourselves a space and just kind of sit and be in silence, that is where the truth kind of just boils to the top and it's soft. It's not scary. I think that like, that's, that's the thing is that real truth. And as someone who struggles with anxiety a lot, I feel like I get confused sometimes, but the truth is, is that real truth, like when it comes to the surface, it's not scary. It actually feels like an exhale. So when I find myself spiraling on a thought or on a possibility or on whatever, that's just fear because truth is soft. Even if the truth is hard, the way that it appears in the silence is actually grounded and it's soft and it's not a scary like fight or flight type of response to it. That's at least my experience with it. But as it pertains to podcasting, I really will say that like giving a little bit of silence, which I feel like I can do even better on because it is awkward. Oh, like shit. Like, is this conversation not flowing? But like actually just like allowing for one beat and seeing what comes up. It's magic. I I haven't really done it a million times, but when I do do it, it's fabulous. So those are some four learnings. I mean, there's so many learnings from doing this show. I cannot even put it into one episode, but it's been, what a ride, man. It's been a journey. And I hope that this is really just the beginning. And I'm really grateful for you for listening. And for those of you who have been around for a while, I am so grateful for you. Thank you. And thank yourself. Because if you're coming back to a show like this that talks about the topics that we do here, this isn't the only thing that you're doing. And I know that. And I know that you are doing the work and the world needs it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.